Let's start recording. Oh shit, it's already recording. All right, let's go. Oh, all right, ready? Wait, you know, just say like... one, two, three, and no, then yo. No, no, restart. When you, you know, I'm gonna. Yo, <laughs> bro, that was whack as fuck. All right, fuck this shit. This week we're talking about tether. We're talking about V Chain. We're talking about Canada. We're talking about Neo ICOs and some other good stuff. Um, Wait, I feel like we've been talking about Canada like every episode. <laughs> Dude, I'm starting to like, to be honest, I'm starting to like Canada more and more than the US. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It just, my uncle lives in Vancouver and he said uh, the other day to me, he was like, in Canada, you have, I forget exactly what he said, but you get a certain amount of like money that you can invest and whatever you earn with that money is tax free. Bro, you're a US citizen. You can never escape taxes. Okay, dude, people uh renounce citizenships all the time i'm pretty sure why are you trying to do that it depends how hefty these taxes are dude but uh i'm not saying it's out of the question i know you've definitely been thinking about it with how big your portfolio has become bro i know that's true <laughs> damn damn being quiet about it huh that's when you know it's all true right, let's, all right let's dig right, into um, a different topic yeah what are we talking the first thing tether um, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding Tether recently. So Tether, otherwise known as USDT. Well, um, Tether is the company and they have a crypto, um, that's called the USD Tether. It, what they say they do is every time a Tether is minted, I guess, um, it equates to the equivalent of $1. Right, so every time they, and every time every, they add one USDT to their uh, circulating supply. Right, and they're supposedly 100% backed by actual fiat, and it's in the reserve. Um, the issue is that right now people are saying that that money you know, isn't necessarily there. Uh, if there's proof, then I guess that's not an issue, but um, they just keep pumping these uh, like tethers in and inflating the whole uh, system. Right, so recently, and they're afraid that- In a few weeks, they added a total $2 billion worth of USDT. Yeah, so no, well, total it's two billion. Uh, they added like four hundred million oh, okay, the past okay. week, I think. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's the whole issue with Tether. Right. It, it's and then, kind of, people are some people are just saying it's like a ticking time. Right. Bomb, and then but, the sketchy thing is that they refuse to do like an official third party audit. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so all we can do is take their word for it that they do have like two billion dollars dollars worth in in their backup. Or in the reserves. The whole good positive uh, point of Tether and why people are using it is because during times when like usually when the market was going down and people wanted to cash out or, you know, prevent the certain holdings they had to go even lower, then if you bought into Tether, then because the Tether was pegged to one USD, if you look at the chart chart of uh, Tether, it's always pretty much stable around $1. So kind of like... Is like that uh, shelter in the storm kind of, and then after you can use Tether to buy, you know, your currencies again or your tokens or whatever, what have you. Right. So people have a lot of money invested into Tether. I would probably stay away with Tether, away from Tether for now. And there's a lot of, I mean, there, there's some up and coming projects that attempt to do the same thing as Tether, which is kind of like get pegged to a certain asset or fiat or whatever. Um, so DAI, D-A-I. That's a token created by Maker, and they're pegged to like Ethereum collateral. Um, that's kind of on the up and come up in terms of like what people hear about. 
But the problem is, what do you mean when you what, what do you mean when you say Ethereum collateral? Uh, I th- I have to do more research into it, but I know that if you don't think Ethereum is going to zero, then Dai is very good, is very stable. So I think like it's over it's over backed by the price of Ethereum. So Ethereum has to drop from like. Well, to an- I still think we need something more stable because Ethereum in itself is still a crypto, and cryptos are very volatile in nature. Yeah, which is what I was like go- I was going to bring up the next uh, project that's upcoming called Jabrell Network, um, and they actually I believe are going Jibrell? to yeah their token um, is going to be pegged to like five different currencies to start. All right, so that that's enough of this whole like tether controversy. But um, one coin that's been coming up with so much news recently. I, w- I wouldn't say about so much news. If you're on- it's just the the impact. Bro, of the if you're on Reddit. The- this yeah. shit has people shilling something about it every single day. Right, right, right. So next one's VeChain. Um, all I know about it is like it's uh, another supply chain token. It's trying to do things with supply chain. I don't know if you know more about it, Fred. Nope. That I mean, all I know is it's you know it's a Chinese coin. I think it has. I think it's like based in China or technically in Singapore or something. But there, I think it's a Chinese team. All right, right, right. So. What they do doesn't really matter for what we want to talk about. So what they recently did is they they pass what's called a disaster recovery plan, and that's actually a bunch of different protocols or procedures that they came up with. Um, but it's basically for asset management and security for different threat scenarios, and it's all based on the risk and likelihood of each of them happening. Um, so basically, like if you lose your login information, of your private keys are compromised. Um, or what steps to take during disasters, either natural, man-made, or if they're like cyber attacks. Mm-hmm. And they were audited by PwC, which is a big firm for for auditors and has like a lot of credibility. But when they came up with this protocols, protocols and procedures, apparently based on the article that they published, they're, all those standards were set by PwC and also other global global enterprises and B chain. So you know it wasn't just them who said who wrote these and then like oh yeah, we followed okay. them. You know, <clears throat> yeah, you can't be like oh I passed an audit and then you make the audit. Right, right, and then and then they also stated that they followed when creating the criteria for this procedures and protocols that they reference industry standards. Like these are legit industry standards, like ISO twenty seven zero zero one. Like this mm-hmm. is used in industries across the world, but so okay. What this could it's it could be big if like more cryptos follow this as it shows like you have a plan for all this volatility that could happen in the crypto market. They're like very different from regular stocks, and it's what keeps a lot of top five hundred companies of investing in the in these kind of assets. Yeah, I just think in the nature of volatility. yeah. I mean, I didn't really know much about it, but. I think that's a good sign in general for the whole crypto space. I think right. It's like so, like you know, if you lo- lose your login information, obviously, I mean that could also be. You can also say that in a bank, but if you lo- lose your login information, then you can't recover your funds. Well, actually, no. With the bank, you can recover your funds, right? You can just go ahead and call the bank and be like, "Hey, I lost my information," right? Mm-hmm. But in the crypto world, if you lose your private key you can't re- get those tokens back anymore. And the fact that they came out with like 
a set of procedures that they follow in case that happens. Mm-hmm. It just makes things a little bit more stable in terms of like how secure your assets are. Oh, okay. That's that's pretty good though that they did that. <clears throat> yeah, and I would say if like they're more interested in learning about this, just Google the disaster recovery plan by VeChain. Damn, dude, VeChain for a coin that I'm not in, I gotta say like VeChain has so the past few weeks I've seen so many good things come out of VeChain. Like so many partnerships, so many announcements that are all positive. And people are saying like Right, but uh, yeah, so this disaster recovery plan it, it could be big, but I don't know, it depends on how they follow it and if anyone else follows with it too. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on, but by no means is it something like crazy at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Um so another news Let's uh, bounce back to Canada. So Canada recently announced that they were going to start using the Ethereum blockchain. Right. So they're using the Ethereum blockchain as it's more of a trial at the moment. So what they're trying to do with it is use the blockchain as a means to be more transparent to the public whenever they're doing uh, research grants and funds. So this applies to the National Research Council of Canada. So if they were to create like a fund or whether they grant it to someone, they're trying to use the blockchain to keep track of all that information and make it available to the public. Yep. And it's different because with blockchains, they have more trust in a way. Like you can't just change anything without being visible in the blockchain. Right. It's immutable. Right. Okay. And that that's what makes it more of a, you know, better than keeping all this stuff like, oh, saying, oh, yeah, we gave this to someone else. We give, we give this other one to so-and-so because you could just be saying things, you know, you don't know what happened in the background. Yeah. And right now I realize that like so much of this space is just dominated by news, um, which could be like good or bad. I mean, the price is reflected in the news, the overall sentiment. Right. So I feel like as of late, we've, we're seeing a lot of companies even governments exploring ways to implement blockchain technology and and even if they're just trials you know they're they're trying to see how they can use it they see the potential in it so long term that's that's always good for cryptos so yeah what else happened this week there was a few icos on neo uh we mentioned last time that one of the reasons why neo kind of went through a spike was because there was a lot of upcoming icos and a few of these ICOs happened. So the key was one of them. It's kind of like a project that's trying to create a decentralized ecosystem with um, identity verification. Uh, so the most similar project I can think of now is that like that's Civic? related is right. Civic. Yep. Yeah. But a theme of these NEO ICOs, I think, compared to Ethereum ICOs, are that NEO in general kind of focuses more on like the entire ecosystem instead of just like a singular, you know, problem solution D app. It's more of a building the infrastructure. Yeah, but in when I say like um ecosystem, I mean like things are more uh symbiotic. Is is that the right word? Like they they work together as opposed to just like Ethereum with tons of just D apps that do specific things. But yeah, back to the ICOs. So the key I know got a lot of complaints and I think that was due to um they had an over-registered whitelist and a lot of people couldn't get in or 
you know, the network was clogged and stuff like that. So typically when you get it, yeah, that, that's, that's when you know, like it's a good, yeah. an ICO is good because everyone's trying to get in it that it clogs the network. Yeah. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's like a hundred percent, uh, you can assume it's good, but it definitely means that it has, right, a, lot it has, of, a, lot yeah, it has a lot of hype and people are like, want to get it right. So in general, when you try to get into an ICO, uh, there's something called a whitelist, which is like, you have to sign up before it's not like a necessary, a confirmation, like you have to get in, but it's kind of like, if you want to get in, you have to get on the whitelist. But the point is like, have to do this and i think they over confirmed because obviously they have to account for people you know dropping out and not uh, committing but in this sense i think they just like let too many people in and i don't know the whole the whole process was flawed um i didn't get into it but that's just what i've heard um from social media so another project that was pretty popular as well they are called trinity and what they are trying to do is provide a scaling solution for neo so similarly to Raiden, um, if you guys have heard of Raiden, it's a scaling solution for Ethereum, and they announced an ICO as well. Um, so yeah, that's how you can think about uh, Trinity. And then lastly, I think Zpin happened, which is a decentralized platform for the creative industry. Uh, I'm not really sure about any current solutions that are out there for that. Um, but yeah, those are the big three that happened. <clears throat> What do you mean for the creative industry? Um, just like uh, independent, just art yeah, and stuff just like, like freelancers. That, you... Uh, you know, I don't know. It could be probably like web designers, uh, welders. Welders is probably a bad example. Just like people who work in the creative field. All right, so that's what we we got going on with Neo. Um, so that's actually on the good side of things, but. We're back to some more uh, FUD. Well, I don't know if this, you go classified it as FUD because this is actually something that's going down. But Fred, tell us all what's going on in India. Right. So previously, how are we having all this stuff in Asia? I guess this, it's slowly creeping like a little bit west. Top India banks suspended uh, a lot of accounts on the major Bitcoin exchanges in India. So like places like ZPay, Unocoin, CoinSecure, BTCX India. These are all big exchanges in India, and they also sent tax notices to thousands of people on those exchanges. Um, so I think this just kind of sets the standard. It's what has been going on. You hear the news about this in other countries. Uh, I think we're going to slowly hear more and more kind of stuff like this. And these governments are just trying to get in on this whole space, kind of get some information about it. And at the same time, they want their money worth from these taxes of all these gains. People right. So it seems like the trend we're seeing is a lot of these governments, they want users to register with their ID so that they know who they are and also to pay taxes. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't necessarily. And, and they go hand in hand, you know. Right. If you register with your ID, you can track down whoever didn't pay the taxes. Yeah. So I don't, like, you don't want to think of this as necessarily like, bad like not good news for crypto i think this is it, it's something that realistically right, has to happen going forward and and the sentiment in the markets is usually whenever you hear like oh the government's getting into this they're trying to do something they're always like oh it's bad they always think it's bad and yeah. people start panic selling or whatever yep. 
But I mean, they're just trying to get people to sign up with their ID and pay taxes. Yeah. I mean, which I guess it's what the government does. They want, they, they always want their cut. Yeah. Yep. Fucking government. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely all the negative stuff we talked about probably had a small to decent size impact on still the, I guess, dip. Yeah. Actually, didn't we see a, a small dip in this weekend? I mean, I think overall today has been pretty, I mean, this, since our last podcast, it's been relatively hovering around the same you know, standard deviation up and down. At least personally, I think that Bitcoin, all the Bitcoins are kind of, you know, they're kind of in a period where they're bouncing off uh, between like a range. And when this happens, it can mean a lot of things like you want to, obviously everyone has their own TA tendencies and you want to rely on that during these times and don't do anything like too rash. But I think, um, I think we might, if you ask me, I think personally we might expect a breakout from you know Bitcoin or Litecoin or you know maybe Ethereum, some of the big coins soon. What do you think? Right. Yeah, I think it's more likely to be Bitcoin or Litecoin, especially Litecoin. Litecoin got hit hard. It didn't recover since the last crash. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethereum, I don't think Ethereum will bounce back. They recently hit an all-time high. So I think the correction they're having right now is pretty pretty stable. So if anything, I would expect Bitcoin or Litecoin to break out first. Yep. Yeah, big. And then, of course, we have some altcoins coming out with big news like Icon. So I would expect that one to at least have like maybe like a 20%. Yeah. 20 30% breakout. So in general, I think from now on, we're going to try to talk about more coins specifically, um, more kind of like a little bit of TA, maybe what price analysis we're thinking, uh, predictions. And also next episode, we're going to do an overview for summary of getting started. Um, So if you already kind of like have every, you know, you know, your exchanges, your wallets, your uh, sources, your ICOs, stuff like that, then I don't know, you don't. Yeah, so the other thing I wanted to mention was is when you're, we're seeing this trend of uh, exchanges getting shut down or banned. Um, so what I think it's it's good to think about is what's coming up as far as exchanges. There's, there are a lot of projects working on decentralized exchanges mm-hmm. that governments can't shut down. Um, they're not specific to certain country. They're just being supported by network or networks from people across the world, right? Yep. So things like zero X. So I, I think later in the later ha- in the later half of 2018, those are gonna be big, and we're gonna see a major um, shift from the centralized exchanges like Binance, Bitrix into more decentralized ones. Yeah, especially since uh, Ledger announced their you know that you can now use it directly with Radar Relay, for example. Um, that that's gonna be pretty huge, in my opinion. But yeah, central decentralized exchanges zero x. We're gonna be talking about this in the future for sure. Right, zero x, Kyber network. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much. To, we just have to get out the general info for now. But uh, oh yeah, also we're on Twitter. Follow us at at the holy bag and. Um, dude, mine's kind of weird. Right? It's it's at underscore surge. Um, second is a three, <laughs> and then underscore. I, it'll, it's in the bio. Just go to the bio. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know how many of you are listening on SoundCloud or how many are on, on iTunes or whatever, but yeah, we're there. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps up this week's episode or this this episode. Peace. All right. <laughs>